Hello again, everyone. Thank you for coming back. This is a bonus episode of the Voices from the Northeast podcast. Well, hello then, listeners. Welcome to that cheeky bonus allotment stories episode that I said I would try and fit in. I did say if I could squeeze in a chat with Jacqueline, I'd get a short extra episode out. And thankfully, I managed to grab some time with Jacqueline for a chat last week. We chatted about so many lovely little memories of hers, and some that actually stirred some of my own memories uh, a bit to share on the episode as well. So you've got that to look forward to. Now, you're going to hear about steam trains passing the allotments, uh, the feeling of privilege listening to old men talk about surviving the First World War, and the peace that is found sitting in a garden on a cracket. Right then, well, let's get started. Are you all sitting comfortably? Then it's over to Jacqueline to begin. Well, my memories takes me back to when I was um, living in Sycamore Street, which is behind the co-op at the top of the street. And my granddad lived in an old people's flat with me, Nana, the street below us. And he had an allotment and it was behind the central hall. I think they might have called it Cheviot View. All right. You know, and the railway line ran from Ashington train station through Woodhorn, right down to Newbegin. Oh, wow. And dad had an allotment that was just, you could, sort of just below the railway line. So when I was little and I went to my granddad's allotment with my cousin Glynis, we were both of the same age, and people would get on the steam trains to go to Newbegin, and everybody would wave out of the windows and wave, oh. wave back. <laughs> from the allotments oh, from the allotments yes uh-huh. because we lived so close to me granddad it was normally on a saturday afternoon or a sunday morning my granddad would call into our house and he would sort of bring vegetables um carrots cabbage um uh, gooseberries some flowers oh and rhubarb that oh. we like to dip in sugar Dipped in sugar, rhubarb. And loads of sugar, yes. And the cabbages all had little caterpillars inside them. So me and my brother Paul used to love getting amongst the cabbage and picking the caterpillars out. And we would put them in little matchboxes or glass jars and and stick some cabbage leaves in and try to keep them for as long as possible. But unfortunately, they didn't last very long. Yeah, no, they don't. And... When my cousin Glynis used to go to my granddad's allotment, it was mainly weekend or in the summer holidays. And I could always remember it was always so hot. Mm. Walked along TV view to my granddad's allotment, but it was so quiet. There was no sort of um, screeching cars, motorbikes, yeah. no radios. It was just so quiet and peaceful. And there were so many brightly painted um, pigeon crees. Oh, yes, of course. We were fascinated by them because one was better than the other. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, um, you had sort of whippets there and lots of the elderly men used to sort of bring their dogs and we would pet the dogs and maybe uh, if we had any, like, food left from our little sandwiches, we'd give them to the dogs. And, And we got to know people 
um, basically my granddad's friends. And they were all the same, Paul, all dressed the same with their little caps on. Yeah. And they had corduroy pants <laughs> and they had their boots. And always had a, um, we had to wear granddad shirts, really without the collar. Yeah, yeah, granddad shirts. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. and a little waistcoat. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and um, sometimes my granddad would sort of sit on maybe a little cracket, which I'm sure most people know what a cracket is, but if they don't, it's like a little homemade, uh, little homemade stool. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to interrupt you because I've got just that's just reminded me. My dad um, <laughs> it's just great. This my dad decided, oh, gosh, about 10 years ago now uh-huh. to build a crack. It. Uh, I mean, in fairness, it wasn't the kind of crack it that you'd have traditionally that was a sort of um a full on solid stool with the, yes. the the hole in the middle for you to lift up with you know one finger through the top. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that my granny had one of them. My mom still got that. But um my dad decided to build um well, he well we called it the cracket, but really it was just a folding wooden chair. And he was on oh the best part of an entire weekend, Friday night, Saturday Sunday afternoon, he put it all together and then he mm-hmm. invited me and me brother Graham and me ma'am into the garage to watch the sort of putting it together and then he was going to sit on it. And oh my goodness me, he, he put it together, it folded up, it looked fantastic, it looked exactly the same as the old one that he copied. My word. Yeah, and then he sat on it and the whole thing collapsed. <laughs> oh, trust your dad, Paul. Trust you. Oh, bless him. Bless him. But like I say, you know, it wasn't a crack. They're lovely, solid things. It was actually just a a sort of a wooden folding chair, but a stool. But it just, you just reminded me of that there. So sorry, carry on. No, that's okay, Paul. But everybody had like crackets. Mm. You know, you've got the bigger ones and then you've got the tiny little ones for the bands to sit on. Oh. (laughs) You know, tiny. Now, I don't know what they made them from. But I think maybe orange boxes or something like that. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Um, they're lovely. You know, I mean, they're good, the solid little ones. things. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, but they did. They lasted a long time. But we got to know loads of people, young and old. And me and Glynis were sort of sitting with Grandad's allotment. And you would be talking to the, the people who were next to him. Yeah. And the, just the stories they told Paul about working in the pits um, what happened to them? A lot of them were quite old and they were in the First World War. Wow. So they used to compare war stories and what <sighs> happened to them. And we just couldn't believe, you know, some of the stories yeah. that they told and, and what happened to them. Um, but we enjoyed that. Then, of course, lots of them had the, the hens, the ducks. Some even had pigs. Yes. In their allotments, you know. And maybe cousin Glynis used to think, oh, what people want to have pigs in their allotment for? But mm-hmm. we found out later that every so often they would get a bloke in to slaughter them. Yeah. You know, and, and dish the meat out, you know. So we weren't, we weren't so keen on that when we found out. No, what, no. What was I, going to happen to I them? I just recorded an episode with uh, Neil and Eleanor early on uh, mm-hmm. earlier today, and Eleanor's just been telling her about um, a, a chicken that a dad had heard. I'd, yes, a dad had on the allotment, and she made the mistake of treating it like a pet and giving it a name. Yes, um, which made it quite difficult when it was then sat on the dining table one week. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's fatal, though, isn't it, Paul? You mm-hmm. should never really give 
the hens, ducks, and geese, anything like that, a name. Yeah, don't give it a name. It becomes so personal, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think the allotments were people's pride and joy. Um, And I'm sure um, even now some of the youngsters that have got allotments, I think they still still take a, a pride and joy in them. Uh, oh, completely. Probably yeah. health and safety is a lot more um, to do with it now than what it was in the olden days because nobody thought of health and safety. Uh, um, I, I still think allotments are a law unto themselves, mind. I don't think anyone yeah. goes and inspects the allotment. Well, maybe they do, actually, and I just don't know about it. But yeah. I, I still uh-huh. think that, you know, we talked about it with my mum and dad, the recycling idea of, you know, yes. can, I, I can turn that into something for the allotments. I think that uh-huh. still exists. Well, yeah. that's it. I mean, some people had like old armchairs and yeah. little bits of carpet as well, a home from home. Yes, yeah. definitely. Like a little a primer stove, I think they called them. Oh, yeah. The little, uh, the little black kettles and the brown teapot and they made mugs of tea and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And maybe it was, as your mum said, um, a release to get away from from pits and things like that. I mean, what did your mum call it again? A green lung, she refers yes, to it, a green yes. lung. Could, couldn't have put that better. Yes, I think that was true. And I think the companionship as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, uh-huh. I, I, we touched on that in that first interview, and 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 Neil and Elna have brought it up in theirs that the community that exists. Well, it existed then, and I'm sure it still exists now. Well, I think I think it most, yes, yeah. you know. But I mean, everywhere you went when I was little, um, you always saw men with the wheelbarrows, um, hmm. and carrying sort of brown paper bags with loads of fruit and veggie, oh, and leeks. Oh, leeks, leeks. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I, I can remember there was quite a few people where my granddad had his allotment. Um, leeks were their pride and joy. All right. Did you they know, enter but, them in the leek shows? Oh, yes, yes. You know, and I mean, some were, were really marvellous, beautiful. Mm. Um, but they would never tell you what they used to make them so beautiful. That was a secret. You know, oh, yes. nobody got to know uh, the special remedies and things like that. Yes, uh, but, oh, I do yeah. remember some of the guys on the allotments near me granddad's. I sort of half remember me mum or me dad asking, you know, just the odd question here uh-huh. and there. Not not too much because I mean, me mum and dad knew they always put God knows what on their uh, veg, and, and they didn't want to put yeah, that stuff on theirs. Not to know, yeah. Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, but the guys would say, "Oh, way, I kind of tell you that, mine son. That's oh, my secret. No, that. that is a secret. I'm <laughs> sure most of them took the secret to the grave as well. I bet some but... of them did. Yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> But when I can remember my granddad's allotment, I can always remember them in the summer, never in the winter or the colder mm. weather or rainy weather. It's always how hot it was and just the quiet, so quiet and peaceful. And it just had a lovely atmosphere where um, it, it sort of relaxed you and took you back to nature. Yeah, yeah. It. And I don't think you can ever create that atmosphere. You know, no. no matter how hard you try. I know um, what you mean. It's that I think that's it's the childhood sort of lens that we look back on. You know, like you say, you always remember it being sunny and warm. Yes. We don't really tend to look back and remember the rainy days. No, other uh, times. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. yeah um, and basically, Paul, that's all I can remember. We we never had um an allotment. It was basically my granddad. Mm. And um I think as well it gave me Nana 
a bit peace and quiet. And because I think some of the women quite relish the idea of the main four going to the allotment and from and getting from under their feet as well. Oh goodness! I, yes, I quite agree. I mean, I'm pretty sure my granddad having an allotment for the entirety of his married life is oh, the reason yes. he had a long marriage. Yes, um, a bit of peace and quiet, and definitely, yeah, definitely. Well, I think it worked as well. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad we still work now as well because there's thousands who <laughs> yes. have got allotments, so. Um, it must work, yes. Indeed, yes. indeed. Well, thank you very much, Jacqueline. That's You're great. welcome, Paul. You're welcome. And I hope people have enjoyed what I've had to say. And I'm sure it'll bring back memories to a lot of people as well who uh, didn't help in allotments, but they just went to see their granddads. <laughs> Isn't it lovely to hear Jacqueline remember such wonderful things like steam trains rattling past the allotments and waving to the passengers from within the gardens. I mean, it just conjures up memories of something like the railway children, doesn't it? It's just lovely. I like to think um, that Jacqueline says she always remembers those days being sunny. Um, And I think um, that is the beauty of revisiting our memories as we do like this on this podcast is we get to kind of curate our memories you know we can choose to forget the rainy days that life brought were and we get to remember the sunshine now we've all had the strangest longest and maybe hardest of the last year and a bit covid has come right to the door of many a family and inside many others But as we look forward, you know, the future, it seems kind of apt that we're facing the sunnier days of summer ahead of us. The vaccines are being deployed. Um, We're finding the best way to return our lives to some kind of new normal that we're happy with. So maybe, just maybe, in the years to come, when we look back at this time, we'll remember the sunnier days that there were within this and again at the end of it you know the days uh, where we stood at our doors and clapped for the nhs the times we spent in our gardens celebrating things like ve day or when we had our friends round and enjoyed sharing a meal and we got to feel something different about that it was maybe more meaningful than in years gone by the laughter shared over a skype call or a zoom quiz or hopefully very soon the first hug that we've had with a friend or a loved one when it was safe to do so. Take care of yourselves, listeners, you wonderful lot. Take care of everyone around you and enjoy the sunshine when we have it. <laughs>